to Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 536 and Soundgarden with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Oh, there's a freeze warning out there right now. All the way up until 7 a.m. It's cold. Yeah, it's uh, real cold. It's only going to be a high of 66 today, high of 70 tomorrow, and then Saturday. Oh, man, lovely rain, 65. You'll feel like you're in a monsoon in a tropical country. Steve, were you old enough to enjoy Baywatch? Or were you uh, one of those kids that had to watch uh, all the reruns? Uh, I got through most of puberty watching Baywatch. I actually discovered my second puberty watching Baywatch. There you go. I didn't think I was done with it the first time. Uh, Kelly Packard, who uh, was on uh, Baywatch and California Dreams and a bunch of other stuff. She's coming to uh, the zombie hideout on Saturday. On uh, Cooley Street in Springfield, and uh, she'll be on the phone with us later on today. And we also have uh, tickets to give away to that meet and greet as well. Even better. Also, the keyword to cash coming up after 8 o'clock. So, uh, what you got there yourself is a very busy show. I just got the Emo Phillips joke that he told yesterday. I got it. See, it was just the raspberry jam. That's all. Right. Right. I didn't get it. It's right totally away. delayed reaction, but well, worth but worth reconsidering. But uh, I, I, I'm I'm sure that show went well last night. It's Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5:51 and ZZ Top at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, 66 for a high today and uh, tomorrow sunny with a high of 70. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Johnny Depp has no further need for Hollywood. Well, we have no further need for Johnny Depp then. What are you talking about? I'm I'm not over him. Well, I mean, if he's going to be like that. During a press conference at the Cannes Film Festival yesterday, he said, quote, I don't feel boycotted by Hollywood because I don't think about Hollywood. It's strange, funny time where everybody would love to be able to be themselves, but they can't. They must fall in line with the person in front of them. If you want to live that life, I wish you the best. I'll be on the other side somewhere. But he did feel shunned before his defamation trial last year. Quote, when you're asked to resign from a film you're doing because of something that is merely a function of vowels and consonants floating in the air, yes, you feel boycotted. Yeah, that's well put. You know, I always thought it was a defecation uh, trial. Yeah, I think it was more along the lines of that. Mm. Uh, he also joked that he's had his 17th comeback, even though he hasn't gone anywhere. His new movie, Jean du Barry, opened in French theaters, but it does not have a U.S. release date yet. Of course not. It's a French film. Yeah, why would we want to see it over here? You think we care about the French? We don't. We only like the fries over there, and that's about it. I don't like anything else. Maybe a crepe or two. <laughs> You know those crappy things that looks like pancakes? Uh, aren't those one of the things that uh, Amber left in the bed? Yeah, looks like, like like the Nutella ones. That's the one. Good thing there was no strawberries good on that thing, one, good, too. Good Alec Baldwin's next movie will be Kent State, about the deadly confrontation between Ohio National Guardsmen and student protesters during the Vietnam War. Oh, good. Does he get to play with the guns? Yeah, I was going to say, what better movie <laughs> to play in after you've been exonerated from your uh, your first uh, trial of the last debacle you were in? I'm going to guess he's not going to be in any more movies where he gets to shoot things. No. Maybe he's 
you know. Like just like just dialogue. No no action, no guns, nothing blows up, no one dies. Uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle almost met the same fate as Harry's mom's Princess Diana. At least that's what Harry's people are saying. On Tuesday night, Meghan received an award at a ceremony in New York City. Meghan, Harry, and Meghan's mother left the ceremony about 10 p.m., got into an SUV, and drove off with a police escort. The paparazzi followed, and things got dangerous. Harry's rep says, quote, This relentless pursuit lasting over two hours resulted in multiple near collisions involving other drivers on the road, pedestrians, and two New York City Police Department offices. Do you think they've got insurance? Probably. Car insurance? Probably better insurance than most. I would hope so. You probably got the royal package. You know, that's the that's the one where they cover everything. Oh, I was going to yeah. say, I didn't even realize we're having those kinds of accidents where the royal package got injured. Uh, sources say the photographers were driving on the sidewalk, running red lights, and driving the w- wrong way on one-way streets. You know, that's the one I can say, okay, well, uh, now you're being a little too pushy for the picture. Well, that's what they've been complaining about the entire time, is that, uh, you know, they just can't... They just can't be left alone, and there's no other way to fight that than to have a documentary series right. about uh, what they do because they're, you know, they're desperate to hold on to their privacy. That, that's what I mean. I mean, you know, you, you go out and you put yourself out there. You you lay everything out. You lay all your family's dirty laundry, and then you ask for privacy. Listen, during I'm, these difficult times, the last thing we want is more exposure. Mm. But please watch our documentary on Netflix. <laughs> Disney's live-action remake of The Little Mermaid comes out next week, so Consequence.com decided to rank every Disney live-action remake. What do you think number one is? The number one live-action remake. I don't know. Pete's Dragon. I didn't even know they had a live-action remake of Pete's Dragon. I just thought it was like a a live-action animated Hashtag, you know, you know, you know, amalgamation. Yeah. Uh, and that's number one. Cruella is number two. Mm-hmm. Christopher Robin is number three. Wait a minute. Christopher, that was a creepy one. That was a really yeah. creepy one. Um, I saw that with the kids, and my, my kids were scared afterwards. Really? Too. Yeah. What, uh, what scared them? Well, because it's, I think because everything is like a live action, like an animatronic type of thing. It was just dark and dri- it was a different story. Yeah, than, well, than you know. you're normally hearing out of the uh, what's the name of the forest? Hundred uh, Acre Wood. Hundred Acre Wood. You got a you got a young boy in very tight shorts talking to inanimate objects. Yeah, I know. It's, I mean, uh, what, what did you expect? There's something. There's something weird going on there. Uh, t- reality TV has gone low, but one of its lowest points had to be the Joe Schmo show. It appeared on Spike TV about 20 years ago. Basically a Big Brother-type reality show with a twist. Everyone was an actor pretending to be a contestant except for one guy who was more or less the butt of the joke. There were two seasons, and that was revived for a third in 2013, and now it's being revived again, this time by TBS. The mark this time around is a guy named Ben, who thinks he's on a show called The Goat, it's hosted by Cat Dealey from uh, So You Think You Can Dance. Wow, I can't nah, wait that's to gonna have be a, a good one. <laughs> it failed three times. <clears throat> but isn't the third time always a charm? I, well, the fourth time? No, no, sometimes it's not. I don't know why you keep beating a dead horse over this. You know, reality TV is already an indicator that we've lost all of our ideas and creativity. Yeah. When you're going back, 
to reality television that didn't work the first three times. What does that say? What does what, what does that it say about our abilities? It doesn't say much at all. No, 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 not at all. Xander White and his wife wanted to see Taylor Swift, but tickets were too expensive and too hard to get. But they had a unique bargaining chip. They own a New Orleans pizza shop called Z's Pizzeria, and they offered free pizza for a year in exchange for tickets. Hmm. That's actually not a bad idea. It's not free pizza because if you pay $1,500 for a ticket. <laughs> but it better be good pizza for a that lo- price. A local woman uh, named Janine Davidson saw their offer on Facebook. Turned out she was going to Taylor's show with a friend and they had two extra tickets. Okay, if you have two extra tickets to a Taylor Swift show, you're very rich. <laughs> That's like $10,000 worth of tickets right there. Easily. So anyway, she gave them the tickets, and now they're getting free pizza. Uh, how about that? that? Isn't that nice? That is nice. Kim Kar- Kardashian apparently had dinner with Tom Brady, but they're not dating. Really? Mm-hmm. Sure said something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had dinner with a QB was when Ray J ran the 69 formation double penetration and. <laughs> On poo in that sex tape, <laughs> you can purchase that you porn for thirty nine ninety five. And Caitlin, I never got that done and dirty with her mother, Chris Kim. But once we did the four legged frolic, the little squeeze and squirt. What are, you, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is, I took her on a nice vacation and she went windsurfing on Mount Baldy. <laughs> I believe your friend Barry does that. Serving at Mount Ball. That's your Hollywood trash at Rock 102. Ah! I'm Pelletier, project manager at Ramadar Hool Construction. We've been building and renovating commercial facilities of all kinds for over 40 years, but we specialize in the healthcare sector. Healthcare professionals regularly put their trust in us to build sterile environments for their patients. But I'm here today to tell you that we build more than just healthcare facilities, and we do our jobs so well that some folks hadn't even heard about us. Commercial builders are a lot like the heart in your chest. If we're doing our job right, you don't even know we're there until the job's done. For a commercial build of any kind, visit rayhool.com to learn more. Staples Print and Marketing Services help small businesses print big. Now get $15 off signs, banners, and posters when you spend $75 or more. Offer ends 7-1. Visit staples.com slash print big for details. This is your sign to try Staples, where your prints are perfect, guaranteed. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I don't know how many of you were aware of this, but last night was game one of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat, a game played in the city of Boston the TD Garden with lots of Celtics fans in attendance looking to give the hometown team a distinct advantage. And instead of taking advantage of that sort of thing, the Celtics ran into a one-man wrecking ball like Miami's Jimmy Butler. Now, I don't want to seem like I'm disloyal to the Boston Celtics in any way, shape, or form because that is not my intention here. But last night, Jimmy Butler ran up 37 points, 7 assists, 5 rebounds, and had 6 steals. What did the Celtics do last night? Not nearly enough as they lost game one at home in Boston by a final score of 123 to 116. Now, I'm not saying that the Celtics didn't play well. I'm saying they didn't play well enough, especially in the third quarter. Sure, Jason Tatum scored uh, 30 points and Jalen Brown had 22, but at the end of the night, it was Jimmy Butler who kicked the largest single amount of ass. And that's not an acceptable situation when you're the one with the home field advantage. Now, of course, I have my loyalties to the Celtics. 
But I should also point out that Jimmy Butler is an exciting young talent who went to Marquette just like me. The difference, of course, is he was able to finish in three years, whereas I needed five and a half. However, let me be clear. Although we were both contributing alums to the same educational institution, I would like to see the Celtics bury this rotten little puke and crush their way into another NBA championship. Oh, sure, I still support my alma mater with regular contributions of the tens of dollars every year, but when it comes to real loyalty, I stand by the Celtics every damn time. Unless they lose game two tomorrow night, in which case I'll be pissed. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Here is a small list of stuff that you can make on your big green egg. Scalloped potatoes, pretzels, meat pies. I love meat pies. You thought it was just a grill? These recipes and dozens others are on the Big Green Egg website. Wood charcoal fire, the Big Green Egg from Rocky's, the pinnacle of outdoor cooking. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. <laughs> rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 612. All right, that's enough. Then Def yeah. Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. 66 for a high today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 70. Saturday, not so great. Rainy and with a high of 66. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh... I went to uh, Enfield yesterday. Wow, all the way out to Enfield. Yeah, I uh, I sold my truck. I got rid of it. And what are you driving now? Uh, well, I didn't have a ride after I uh, after I I sold it. Well, I have the minivan now. Yeah, well, yeah. that's a that's a chick magnet and I, and right I, there. And I have an old uh, older truck that I that I bought uh, in place of in lieu of. So did you have to walk from Enfield back to Huntington? Because that's no. a, a little bit of a haul. Well, usually Ford owners do, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I I employed uh, my 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 buddy Barry Krieger to come pick me up. No and kidding. He was uh, more than happy to come uh, help me out there, and uh, he came and waited. Actually, we had to wait about forty five minutes, maybe even an hour. And uh, he waited around. I hung out with him and Maggie, and then uh, we completed our transaction, and we were on our way. And I said, I'd like to offer you lunch for being such a good friend and, you know, taking me down here. Sure. So we were going to go to Jersey Mike's. So we go over to Jersey Mike's, and the line is just too long. It's just too long. It, it, uh, it, it, it was this... Uh... Was this determination made by you or made by someone who's impatient by her? I was going to say, that sounds like a Barry thing. I would have probably waited the five minutes in line for the sandwich, but (laughs) it's it's okay. It's two people in front of us. So then uh, then we're driving driving down. I believe that's Hazard Avenue, right? Uh, The one. Yep. Because, well, what's the one on the other side? 190? Is 190 Hazard Avenue? (sighs) You had to ask, didn't you? Yeah, I think so. All right. So whatever that other street is on the other side of the mall there. Elm. Elm Street. Okay, Elm Street. So I, you know, I've seen the Popeyes in Enfield before. I've just never been to the Popeyes in Enfield before. Have you been to a Popeyes before? I've been to a Popeyes before. Okay. Uh, the only one I've ever been to is the one in Chicopee. So it, so I, 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 I've never been to this one, so I didn't know exactly where it was. I just sure. knew there was one in Enfield. And uh, we're driving, and we get down to this uh, where the McDonald's and the and the car wash and where Best Buy used to be and all sure. that stuff. We get up there, and he says, "Yeah, where where is that Popeyes? Did we pass it?" 
And I'm like, he goes, I think it's behind us. And I'm like, all right, well, and I'm, I'm expecting him to like turn into an intersection, go in, turn around, and maybe the mall parking lot. Yeah. He does a U-turn right in the middle of Elm Street. <laughs> like, he just whips his little car around, and we're going the other direction. A, a U-turn on that on that busy street? Yes, yes. What well, are you like a death wish? Well, because there, there was no traffic coming from the opposite direction because the traffic light was there. We were close to the traffic light, but still, don't you think he that just? A- don't you think that after that thing with the hand gliding accident, he'd yeah. be a little bit more careful not to put himself in harm's way? You would think. And then uh, he uh, he just turned the car around, and I just started laughing, and I'm and I'm waiting for a cop to come around and like <laughs> arrest us both. <laughs> he did a U turn yeah. on Elm Street. It was like it was like right in the middle of the street. Like he didn't even he didn't even do like a three yeah. point turn. He just whipped that little thing around and boom, we I were mean, on our way. It's maybe one like one of the top two or three busiest streets of oh. the entire town. Oh no no no, that's a, a very lightly traveled way oh, really? through town. <laughs> what time yeah. of day was this? Uh, uh, One thirty in the afternoon. Oh yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. There's hardly it's a, it's free flowing traffic at that time. And then it turns out the Popeyes was actually the other way. <laughs> we were very close. We were like, "Did you do another U-turn to get no, back?" Had he had turned at that intersection where the, where the mobile station is and the mall, yeah. like the mall entrance there, had he had turned there, the Popeyes is on the other side next to the old Outback Steakhouse. That's right. Yeah, right. But I didn't I didn't know where it was. But if he had turned in there rather than taking a Yui, and then we went the opposite <laughs> direction, and then we had to go around. Back up through the other side to Hazard Avenue. Freaking Barry's got a death wish. Yeah. Why? So did you want? He's up? like Barry's like the honey badger. Honey Barry don't, don't give care. a f. Yeah. <laughs> he don't care. He don't care. But well, we had the Popeyes. You did have the Popeyes. Yeah. So Good. then, uh, so I obviously I bought him lunch because you know it was nice enough to drive me from Enfield all the way to Huntington and then sure. back to his own home. Uh, and he ordered the spicy chicken sandwich, and I ordered the regular chicken sandwich. And it was a little too spicy for him. Really? Yeah. He's, what was he expecting? I don't know. I, I, well, I, w- I wouldn't have expected it to be super hot. You know, usually when people say spicy chicken sandwich, it's not like they're not giving you ghost peppers at the Wendy's when you order the spicy no, they're chicken they're usually shaking sandwich. black pepper on it. Right, right. Just, just something else to, to kind of kick it up. But he, I think it's the mayonnaise that they use. It's like whatever sauce they put on oh, there, yeah. that's the thing that, that makes it spicy. He's very specific with his sauces. And then uh, it was almost like he couldn't eat it because it was too hot. <laughs> and I just, I kind of felt like, do you want me to go get you another one? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you want me to get you another, still give you another sandwich. It's okay. And he, did, he didn't. He ate the entire thing. Wow. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's got the guts <sighs> of steel, that guy. Dude's Making on, U-turns, eating spicy chicken sandwiches. You know, I know we haven't had Barry on in, uh, in a good deal of time. Although he did call, I take that back, he did call during a open light Friday last week, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know we haven't had him in in a, in a long time, but yeah, I would like to hear the rationale in his head, in his own words, of what the hell he's thinking doing a U-turn on Elm Street in Enfield. I think he's just like, whatever, you know? Like, it's just, uh, it's like Toons is the driving cat. <laughs> Barry, the driving anchorman. Yeah, Barry, the driving anchorman. <laughs> Whoa! 
Oh, and he did, the car goes off a cliff somewhere, explodes I, at the bottom. I bet Madsen doesn't take these kinds of risks. No, he of course not. No, he's on a golf cart with like a yeah. Madsen's on a golf cart in like one of those suits, like the suits that you wear so you don't get bit by a canine. You know, he's not taking any chances. Barry's just like, let's go, bitches. Let's go to the beach. <laughs> the surfboard tied to the Prius. We're all set to go. Oh yeah, we have to have a. I have to have a conversation with him. Yeah. What are What are you doing, old man? Yeah, Unbelievable. He's like hanging loose. Yeah. I, you know yeah. what? He's uh, he is the most retired guy I think I've ever met. Yeah. He's like he's. I don't want to say he's checked out because that's you know that has uh, yeah. different implications. But he's. He's living his own life. And hey, there's nothing that's getting in his way. He's got the the Grateful Dead channel playing 24 hours a day. You know, <laughs> it's like it's cool. He's a he's a and he's a great friend too for helping me out because that was a long ride for somebody to take. Absolutely uh, to take me home. But uh, Barry a, loves you. He's crazy I love about Barry. You. Barry's a great How guy. I do not love Barry. I Anyone who loves Barry is an as an idiot in my in my book. I don't know. Show me someone that doesn't love the hell out of Barry Krieger. Have you read his manifesto, though? No, I haven't. That's one of the reasons why we remain close. Uh, I don't know about you and me, Bax, but that guy's a little out there. <laughs> 620 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 628 and Stone Temple Pilots with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 66 tomorrow, high of 70. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Before you get into the joke, real quick, uh, Bax's musical podcast this week, a special bonus episode. Uh, Harry Hess from the band Harem Scarum. It's a Canadian uh, hair metal band that released their first album like six weeks before Nirvana released Nevermind. And uh, although their timing could not have been worse, they wound up having a very successful career internationally. It's actually a really interesting interview. And you'll be able to hear that on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. And also my uh, interview with George Murray, the bass player from David Bowie, also posted this week, too. All right. All right. You ready to laugh? I am ready to laugh. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. What's a Karen called in Europe? I don't know. What's a Karen called in Europe? An American. That's what they think we all do. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102. Spring. 6.33 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome Hyundai, uh, stop by and get 0% financing on all select, on, uh, select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Uh, the Hampshire County Sheriff's uh, Department has put out a new report examining if there was any employee misconduct during the 2022 campaign for sheriff. The report found at least one unnamed employee engaged in political activity on the job and used their role to interfere in the election, but did not find Sheriff Patrick Cahillane violated the law. According to the Sheriff's Department, Cahillane commissioned outside firm Comprehensive Investigations and Consulting in August. Uh, During a COVID update this past week, the Sheriff's Department released the results of that report with names redacted. If if you're the one hiring the the company that would seemingly be a conflict of interest wouldn't the state do that or or um, the ethics commission order something like that versus 
you doing it yourself? Yeah, I would. Uh, I would suppose um, that would make uh, the most amount of ethical sense. The uh, report found a high-level jail official went to what appears to be a candidate's home during business hours in a state-owned vehicle, taking photos from inside the vehicle and removing campaign signs. However, the report did not find any evidence the sheriff's office told that uh, employees to go do that to go do that. The firm found Sheriff Kahlane did not violate the conflict interest of law. Well, okay, but you hired that company to say that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you yeah. investigating yourself. It's unclear exactly which candidate the report is referring to as their name was redacted. However, Yvonne Gittleson and Caitlin Sapita were both running against Kahlane in this past year's primary. Uh, 22's News reached out to the Sheriff's Department, but they're not going to call them back. They're just not going to do it. <laughs> Well, it's interesting because, you know, you see uh, this Rachel Rollins. Have you seen all the things she's being accused of now? Oh, yeah. Like, it's a it's like a laundry list of things. She There was tickets to a Celtics game that she that she solicited for and then received. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it, – it doesn't matter if it was for a youth ba- – a bunch of youth uh, group kids. It doesn't matter. You're, a, you're an attor- U.S. attorney. You're not supposed to be doing that stuff at all. Like, you're not supposed to be taking any favors from anybody. That's part of the job. Yeah. Uh, see, that's uh, that's kind of uh, the thing, isn't it? It's like uh, you think, well, I mean, it's just a basketball game. It's not like I'm, uh, not like I'm uh, you know, changing who I prosecute as a result of it. But, you know, I mean, you, you, it's the appearance of it. It's like if you're willing, yeah. if you're willing to accept this from yeah. these people, what other kind of favors are you willing to accept? Right, and indirectly, you could be favoring one person or another in, a, in an important court case. Yep. You know what I mean? I got it. So, uh, I don't know. It just seems like people should be held accountable for this thing. I'm actually glad they're doing that with this Rachel Rollins thing. How many times do you see politicians do this stuff and then get away with it? Like, nobody even, they don't even prosecute anybody. Yeah, I mean, when you and I get free stuff, when that happens, yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's not like we're offering to you know, to give anybody anything well, in exchange. We're just yeah, you know, we're just taking the free stuff. But there's also rules involved in that. We oh, have to yes. follow a strict amount of rules. There's only like, you know, a, if somebody were to give you a certain amount item, mm-hmm. you then have to file taxes on that. You can't just take that gift. If it was really related to this work. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it uh, has to go on payroll and things like that. I'm just so glad that people put us on a different, uh, you know, like on a, on a different level of ethics. Like if we if we violate some sort of uh, ethics clause, most people are going to say, well, did you ever hear their show? I mean, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what they yeah, were, the, the they bar were, is set low. They were bound to violate ethics. Yeah. But if you've been elected into a position uh, where someone's uh, freedom could be at stake. Well, then all of a sudden, man, people got a big problem with that. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. An and you say, well, I can't believe that would happen. If uh, Bax and Nagel do it, like, well, what did you expect? It's on like Donkey Kong. Springfield Mayor Dom Dom has officially launched his re-election campaign for mayor. Uh, there was no uh, hallelujah. Oh, or oh I'm any sorry. Kind did of, you want uh, that? Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> What's the matter with you? You don't have my music ready when I ask you? I was a little uh, slow in the draw. Listen, you meathead. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> Supporters gathered Wednesday evening to hear his announcement of his candidacy at the Greek Cultural Center. 
uh, Dom Dom said he has brought billions of dollars to the city of Springfield to have the highest bond ratings, new schools, libraries, economic development, along with reducing dropout rates in schools and uh, crime in the city. Uh, while he'll continue to do that now, if reelected for another four years, he says he wants to add to that list. I'm moving on economic development projects for the downtowns in our neighborhoods, infrastructure improvements all occurring in our neighborhoods. Also, keep building new schools. I'm going to lobby hard to get that new courthouse on the North Riverfront. I like a good hard lobby. I do, too. And don't cross me. You know the last man who made eye contact with me was? Who? Ray Charles. <laughs> I am so intimidating. I was offered a spot on the group of judges for American Idol. <laughs> However, that offer was rescinded because Simon Cowell didn't want a bigger doink than he was at the table. <laughs> <clears throat> well, you know, it's hard to yeah. uh, it's hard to argue with the mayor's uh, track record. You know, I was once fired from the Psychic Friends Network. Why? Because I was always predicting pain. Suppose <laughs> <laughs> it always came yeah. true. You know, I once ate four 72-ounce steaks in 12 minutes. Really? I spent the first five minutes laughing at the fact that it takes Chuck Norris 15 to eat three. <laughs> yeah, well. Vote for Dom Dom. Vote for Dom Dom, yeah. I guess. I coined the phrase, I see dead people. Really? After the waiters at Applebee's forgot my birthday. <laughs> You know, the, the mayor announcing his re-election uh, campaign is probably the least surprising headline I've heard all year long. Well, he was just waiting for everybody else to throw their hat in, and somebody else might do that before uh, election time. It almost sounds like you know you, you set up the pins at a bowling alley, right? And everyone's you know in a nice order. You got the the front pin, and, you know, you got uh, all ten of them there, and all of a sudden someone throws the ball. In this case, that would be Dom Sarno, and he knocks them all over with a strike. Oh, one yeah. one strike. Next thing you know, you're you're getting the, your your points in the next frame. Bing bang boom. Ollie in the gutter. Yes. Uh, here's something cool going on. A local brewery is hosting a Moe's pop-up experience from The Simpsons in June. Step into the world of The Simpsons at Moe's Tavern during an event hosted by Two Weeks Notice Brewing Company on Bosworth Street in West Springfield from June 2nd to June 11th. Participants will be able to take a picture with a famous. Pickled eggs, try their hand at the love tester, or even catch one of Moe's famous, uh, infamous crank calls. That's kind of cool. That is cool. Uh, tickets start at $32 a person, which include food and, uh, non-alcoholic, and a non-alcoholic beverage. It's a brewing company. Well, yeah, I mean, I not everybody. There's, there's lots of uh, Simpsons fans that may be uh, you know, sober. They don't drink duff. They don't drink the duff. Two weeks, uh, brewery is creating a custom-themed uh, beer and uh, event-themed beer and, and can, can design available for purchase. The uh, fan-created pop-up event is not associated with The Simpsons or its owners. Yeah, they have to say that, but, yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean you can't take advantage of it. It was created during the coronavirus pandemic to focus on safety while supporting local businesses across the U.S. Uh, Joe McCullough, the uh, said, uh, I guess he's the owner, said we want to create a unique experience that brings together Simpsons fans and local communities. I can respect that. That's kind of cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Get a little, uh, you know, I wonder if they'll invite, what's his name, uh, Mike Scully. Why not? He's a West Springfield uh, native. He's a West Springfield Simpsons guy. That's right. You know what I mean? I think the only one uh, from uh, uh, Springfield who's working there. Uh, and Oscar Meyer. Did you see this? No. 
They're changing the name of the Wienermobile. Why? To the Frank Mobile. Oh, why? Because the, the word Wiener can be taken in, in uh, many different directions? Uh, yeah, the Wienermobile has been around for 87 years, by the way. I didn't realize it was that old. But that uh, is coming to an end. Oscar Mayer just announced they're changing the name from the Wienermobile to the Frankmobile. And no, it's not because people now have a problem with the word Wiener. It's a marketing thing. The change is meant to promote a new recipe, which they're rolling out this summer. The new formula for their all-beef franks will feature more balanced flavor profile and iconic beefy taste. Well, there goes the whole company. You're gonna ch- you've had these uh, these hot dogs tasting the same way for 80 years, and now you decide you want to change things up. Yeah. Are you out of your minds? You go with what you you go with what got you there. Well, they've all they've changed their recipe many times over the years. The last time they changed the recipe was 2017, but the they're still called Wieners. They even have the Wiener whistles, but now they're going to be called Frank whistles. You know this this to me is like uh, corporate suicide. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, you're 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 killing off the thing that people associate. Listen, you can change the name all you want. When the Wienermobile, when the Frankmobile is driving down the highway, people are not going to say, oh, look, the Frankmobile. They're going to say, oh, wow, the Wienermobile. The hot dog packaging will be updated as well, but the actual Wienermobile slash Frankmobile will not be changed other than the decals along the side for the name change. So it's still going to look like the Wienermobile. It's just going to have a different name. Where's Kid Rock when you need somebody to drop your sales or your company? (laughs) F Oscar Meyer. Uh, yeah, with well, well, a few people and F Frank too. Pow, pow, pow. And he shoots like a whole <laughs> box of wieners. Because no man wants to be responsible yeah. for shooting a wiener. I'm getting my wieners from Nathan's. <laughs> American made. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 66. <laughs> Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 70. It's 30 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Dangle, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Live in concert. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. at 6.50 and the Rolling Stones at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be sunny today with a high of 66. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 70. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. A couple of things. Uh, after 8 o'clock, you'll hear the next keyword to cash. You'll hear it uh, today at 8, 11, 2, and 5. It's your chance to win $1,000. Just listen for the keyword to cash and then enter that keyword into rock102.com before midnight tonight for a chance to win a grand play every weekday increasing your chances of winning it's all brought to you by textmeFortires.com and kim keogh of the nielsen team along with uh livian keller williams on rock 102 springfield's classic rock uh, a couple of things here uh there uh, the story is calling it a new scam but this scam has been around for a while a new scam that's uh, been making the rounds on facebook uh it's one of the meanest scams ever if a friend DMs you and says someone you know just died, do not click the link. That's been going on for years, though. Oh, yeah. And basically, what it you know, it usually says something like, look who died in an accident. I think you know, know him. him. Sorry. Then it's followed by a few crying emojis and a link that might look legit. The one I got yesterday uh, was from somebody I knew uh, that was... Uh, it had like a TikTok link. It looked like a TikTok link. But yeah. I knew enough not to click on it anyway. And then, uh, you know, and then, then the guy's wife was like, don't don't answer any messages from him. He's been, you know, he's been hacked. Right. And I said, well, who did I just wire $3,000 to? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Wait but, a minute. Yeah. Are you telling me they're not stuck without their phone in London? Is he not a Nigerian prince? Will I not see my riches? Will I will I not see the increase yeah. in size so, of my penis? Um It's more it's more about money these days. Oh, it's less yeah. about the penis size. Uh, it's a phishing scam to steal your information. For example, it might send you to a page that asks you to log into Facebook again, but you're actually giving that information now to a scammer. It's uh, it's mean because it preys on our emotions. We're more likely to panic and click the link without thinking because it says, "Look who died." Yeah, well, it, that's the best way to scam somebody. You get, you get them when their uh, resistance is down. If you uh, get a message like that on social media, let your friend know that they've been hacked. But chances are, they already know because all of their friends got it too. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I, I, I get these things all the time, and I don't, oh. unless I really truly know you, I usually don't. Uh, well click anything i i don't know i think i told you a couple of months ago there was a guy there's a guy on facebook i have never even talked to him on facebook yeah i mean i know who the guy is uh but i I've, i don't I, we don't have like that kind of it's just an acquaintance kind of thing right and uh all of a sudden i get this message from him going hey man can you help me out and i go oh, yeah what's up and he goes I uh, got uh, something. It was something about I forgot my phone or something. Mm -hmm. Can you give me the code to that comes across your phone? Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, how is how am I getting the code if you don't have your phone? So basically, he's typing in your email address or whatever method it is. And then you get a code. It's a two-factor authentication. Oh, how do you say that? Two-factor authentication. Yeah, yeah, now yeah, you got a, me not being able to say it. The two-time thing. Yeah, you, right. You do that. Uh, and it basically, he's he's trying to log into your Facebook. And you it's know, not him. It was it was a hacker. And I knew it was a hacker because I'm like, I never talked to this guy to begin with. I I this kind of goes back to what I was saying. Unless I truly know you, yeah. I'm not going to help you. No, I'm not going to help you. I mean, it, it depends on if it's legitimate or not. Yeah, well, I, you know, well, that's I, just the thing. It's yeah. like I, if if a complete stranger is uh, someone I've never met is messaging me yeah. on Facebook, I have to believe it's a it's a it's a scam because well, why would they be messaging me? I always double check. Like if somebody comes across and says, "Hey, can you help us out with an interview for this?" Yeah, you know, kind of that's thing. fine. But I still look it up. To make sure that it's real, because you don't know who's trying to scam you out of yeah, stuff. That's right. And if you've never met the other person, everybody, you know, people are so trusting because they see the picture of the person that they think they're talking to on the other end. Yeah. Well, I got news for yeah. you. Just because you and I are on the radio doesn't mean we're trustworthy people at all. Uh, maybe we'll have to have Steve Weissman on again to scare the living bejesus out of everybody and tell them to sleep well at night after they realize that... <laughs> Most of their identity has been stolen. It's 6.56 at Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, it's always been my long-standing belief that in the confines of professional sports competition, if you're not cheating, you're clearly not playing to win. I don't care if you're putting video cameras on the outfield or banging on garbage cans or deflating footballs. If those sorts of well-planned tactics effectively provide you with a competitive advantage, then by all means, knock yourself out. Because, of course, 
there are also limitations to consider. I mean, I have no real philosophical disagreement with these sorts of things when one of my favorite teams is doing it. But when it comes to teams that I don't particularly care for, that's a different matter. Yesterday, for example, Major League Baseball suspended and fined Yankees pitcher Domingo Herman for the next 10 games after he was found to have an illegal foreign substance smeared on his pitching hand during a game against the Toronto Blue Jays on Tuesday. During that game, Herman was ejected in the fourth inning after umpires found a particularly sticky substance on his hand. Germain uh, denied that he used anything illegal and tried to make the argument that his hand had become unusually tacky due to the combination of human sweat and the rosin bag, which is approved by Major League Baseball. And so, because the league wasn't willing to buy that sort of cockamamie excuse, he's been hit with a suspension and an undisclosed fine, which in my opinion, he clearly deserves. Now listen. I'm sure there are some of you who will find my opinion to be unfairly biased. Perhaps even those of you will find me to be hypocritical. However, I would remind you that Major League Baseball is governed by a set of rules. Rules that do not allow for certain illegal substances to be used on the field of play. Now, had this been a Red Sox player, I might feel differently. But it didn't. Instead, it happened to a starting pitcher for the New York Yankees. And I find that to be completely unacceptable. Am I being a hypocrite? Absolutely. But since I'm the one with the live microphone on my face, you'll never get me to admit that publicly. But hey, and if my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, the Ego Trimmer Blower Combo Kit is 300 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. I'm looking at that deal in the Rocky's printed flyer. You can pick up the flyer in the store or find great deals on Rock- Rocky's website or on the Rocky's app. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.09 and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. Sunny with a high of 66 today. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 70. It's 32 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, big event happening at the Zombie Hideout on Saturday, uh, 362 Cooley Street in Springfield. Uh Kelly Packard, who was on so many wonderful episodes of uh, Baywatch and uh, California Dreams, wonderful actress, really delivered mm-hmm. her lines with great uh, conviction and uh, and uh, emotion. Uh, anyway, she's going to be appearing there between noon to three. You can meet her, you can greet her, and she'll sign stuff for you. May even co-sign a loan, for all I know. I remember her lines when, uh, you know, like uh, somebody was drowning in the ocean. Yeah. She would go and then run out to the beach. Right. Yeah. Because because that's what you have to do when you need to save a life. And how many times uh, do you have to be reminded how many times to say You're absolutely right about yeah, that, Steve. Yeah, right. yeah. Anyway, we have uh, we have tickets for that meet and greet. Tenth uh, caller right now at two nine three one zero two one. That's uh that's very exciting. You start calling right now. And uh, and while that. Uh, while that is happening, we just happen to have uh, Kelly Packard on the what? phone with us. She's on oh, the yeah, phone? I know. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. How'd that happen? I don't know. Yeah, she's on the phone with us right now. It's uh, Kelly Packard. Good morning, Kelly. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. All 78 episodes you were on a Baywatch. Uh, no. I was on, hold on, I can do this. I was yeah. on 45 what California is- Dreams, I did all 78. You know what? I Reading the internet, uh, they give me the information, <laughs> and now I sound like an idiot in front of Kelly. Pitt. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, no, we don't want to seem like liars to yeah. you, Kelly. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> it's okay. 
the Google is often wrong. Yeah, I guess unbelievable. So. But that, but but nevertheless, whether it's seventy or forty, that's a lot of episodes of uh, of one yes. show. Yes, yes. That, that, that and was... California was exactly seventy-eight. So you might have just confused. Oh, I probably people. confused the numbers. That's <laughs> yeah, maybe that's, that's where it. I yeah, got maybe it that's it. Yeah, well, I apologize, Kelly. But that, that being on okay. being on Baywatch, that that. Uh, I mean, to be part of such a culturally uh, popular uh, show must have been pretty cool at the time. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it would be, you know, now if I was on, for example, Game of Thrones, right, my favorite show of all time, it would be like being on that now. And I was I did not take that for granted in the moment because it was the number one show watched in the world and it was huge and I loved being a part of it. See, I would have probably watched Game of Thrones more had some of the people in that show like run out of the ocean in red bikinis. I would have probably <laughs> been a little bit more engaged. <laughs> run, run in the in that cold, freezing water, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly, exactly. But you know what? But but Steve is right. I mean, when you when you think back to to that, uh, you know, it was it was a phenomenon. It wasn't just a TV show. It was like. Yeah. You know, everybody was talking about it, whether you watched it or not. Everybody was yeah. talking about that show and talking about, you know, the, the people who are in it, whether it's you know, David Hasselhoff or, or Pamela Anderson or, or you or, or anybody else. To be kind of thrust into that phenomenon sphere, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, how do you even process that? I mean, it's like you, you, you played April for years and it's like. Yeah, how do you? How can you go anywhere in the world and not be recognized for for what you had done? You know, it's quite interesting. Well, for two two things that I would like to add to that, I was very young too, so I think I had just turned twenty two when I got the part as April. So to be thrust, like you said, into a show of that magnitude at twenty two years old was a whole different ball game. Luckily, I had my head on my shoulders. I was actually already married. So I had a good foundation, but I watched a lot of people around me go through the same thing, and it was a whole different experience because you you literally couldn't go anywhere without being mobbed, and that was pretty yeah. much you know across the board, going anywhere in the world for that matter. And so it took a toll on a lot of people. Luckily, not as much me, but... Um, I can see how it affected a lot of my friends, a lot of my castmates, and things like that. But then also, um, a, a secondary note to that was is I can go pretty much anywhere and not be recognized. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> enough, enough time has passed that people are yeah. like, wait, is that her? I can't tell, you know? <laughs> yeah, you kind of look like that one lady, but I can't be quite sure. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But, so but, now, if I'm with other castmates, then they're like, "Oh, wait a minute," you know, and it all comes together. But if it's just myself, I'm pretty good. Well, <laughs> uh, can you can you tell us a little bit about what the what the uh, auditioning process for that was like? Because I, I could imagine it was probably like a lot of people wanted to be part of the cast of that show. I mean, obviously they didn't know what phenomenon it would become, but I'm sure when you say, yeah. "Hey, David Hasselhoff's uh, doing a show," uh, who wants to come out? <laughs> Right. So for me, my audition process was a little unique because I had already been on the show three times before I became a guest or a regular. Right. And my first guest spot was when I was 14 years old. So they knew me. They liked me. They remembered me. And I had gotten California Dreams. When I turned 17, I got California Dreams and I was doing that show 
when they called and asked if I wanted to come on and be a regular to essentially take Nicole Eggert's spot. And I couldn't get out of my contract with California Dreams, so that wasn't even an option. But then as soon as California Dreams ended, they called again and said, hey, we still want you. And so I auditioned. And my audition process is funny because I went in and I actually left the audition because when I walked in, everybody looked like Pamela Anderson. And I don't really look like Pamela Anderson. <laughs> at least at 22, I did not physically look like Pamela Anderson. So I freaked out and I left. And my best friend Jenny was with me and she says, no, you need to go back because you don't know. Maybe they want you. Maybe they don't want Pamela Anderson, blah, blah, blah. She gave me this pep talk. So I went back, and sure enough, I was the only one there that was for my part. All the other people were trying out for the new part that Carmen Electra ended up getting. And so had I not gone back, who knows, you know? Who knows what would have happened? Well, you know, I mean, you, you, but, you, you said something that kind of, you know, you leaped out at me, and I'm, and I'm wondering, well, was, was, the, was the intention of this right or wrong? I mean, you said they, they noticed you at 14 years old for a show that really mm-hmm. is about people who probably should be over 18 and and yes. and, and higher i mean was was that that sounds strange to me it were am i making more it, of it know, than i was no you're you're right and looking back i was definitely not like your average 14 year old in terms of you know yeah i looked i looked good at 14 i looked sexy however my first role was like the mean girl you know the mean teenager so it wasn't a womanly role but then the ones after that were. So I, they definitely went for that younger look. There's no doubt about it. And I think even Pam was super young when she was cast. Um, so they, they, they knew what they were doing, hiring the younger girls for sure. You, you mentioned about how, you know, some of the cast mates, you know, did well under that kind of spotlight and, and others did not, uh, I believe it was like mm-hmm. last year, Pamela had done this, documentary series about her about her life and about you know being thrust into that into that spotlight and and there were good parts of it and 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 not so good parts of it Uh, when you when you talk about you know people struggling under that uh, that scrutiny what do you think it was that separated the ones that did well with it as opposed to the ones that didn't do well with it it was about maturity or age or or what would it have been I can only really speak for like my experience, and I think the difference for me was I started acting when I was eight years old. So I had already experienced quite a bit about the business, about what it can bring. You know, California Dreams had its own popularity that when I was 17, I was going you know, to malls all over the United States and being mobbed. So I think I kind of had that under my belt where a lot of the characters, a lot of the people that came on to Baywatch, they were they came from small town Canada and had not done anything, right? And so it was just they didn't quite know how to handle all that pressure all at once. And I think I was lucky because I had essentially built up to that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. And they were young and they were maybe not from the best family background, family units, maybe didn't have the support. Um, different variations. I'm thinking of like different cast members, you yeah. know, but it's like, who knows? Yeah, for not, me, I think it helped that I had already experienced quite a bit. Uh, you're almost suggesting that show business uh, might not be all fun and games like everybody makes it sound. <laughs> you almost make it sound like an insensitive yeah. meat grinder. Um, did, did you? Yeah, did, 
uh, getting more into like the technical aspect, did they? Did you have to become like an actual certified lifeguard uh, in order to like learn the part? I mean, I don't know how well you were versed at swimming before you got there, but <laughs> you know, I'm, I just I, I, yeah. I'm interested in little mundane things like that. That's actually a really good question because I don't get asked that very often. But yes, they, the creator, Greg Bonan, was a lifeguard of 30 years and he took it very seriously. Now, I think 80, maybe 90% of the cast did not have any experience and did not take it as seriously. But when I got the part, I literally said, what should I be doing? What should I be doing to be ready physically for this job? And my producer told me I should be swimming 100 laps a day. Now, when I got the part, I could maybe swim two, maybe. (laughs) So I took him seriously, and I got in the pool, and I worked my tail off. And by the time we started filming, I could swim comfortably 70 laps without, without worrying about anything. Wow. So I worked really hard. Now, I know for a fact that a certain other cast member of mine that same year couldn't even swim. So she not only lied about her experience, but her water work was very insignificant compared to mine because she hated swimming. She couldn't even swim. She was scared to death. You don't have to tell us who it is, but what does it rhyme with? Is it (laughs) Armin (laughs) Belectra? Was it... uh, It it rhymes with something, yeah, like, yeah. Amala Panderson? (laughs) I mean, I believe Hasselhoff could save lives. I believe that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally totally could. You're right, and actually, Hassel did work really hard. So those of us that really wanted to be, we'll say, method actors, actually really tried to look like we knew what we were doing. Now, could I have saved someone in real life i'd like to think i could but i probably couldn't um but you know i tried i tried really hard you know what i saved my brother from the undertow in the atlantic ocean off the coast of new jersey one time and he's like thank you and i said i learned that off of baywatch hey people actually yeah people actually used to say that to me fans yeah. would actually say i saved my little brother because of baywatch yeah. and that oh. warmed my heart that's, that's a heartwarming story. It Steve. wasn't all about bathing suits, was it? No, it, it was really about wasn't. saving that's lives. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be at the zombie hideout on uh, on Saturday from uh, noon until three. Uh, you know, meeting yeah. and green people, signing uh, signing stuff like surfboards, towels, that kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, you all set for that. You got to, is your hand yeah. not gonna be cramped or anything? <laughs> you know, I did when I did one of these conventions a few months ago, I did realize I'm like, ooh, this is a lot of work. I'm tired. <laughs> but no, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. I always have my burning celebrity question that I need to ask. What would Kelly okay. Packard bring to a potluck barbecue? What's the ooh, dish that you would make that you'd bring to, to the... I would definitely bring my homemade mac and cheese. Homemade oh, mac yeah. and now cheese. We're talking about you yeah. know what? I was yeah. thinking. I'm like Kelly's not one of them ambrosia type of people. Yeah, she's not a three bean <laughs> salad type of lady. Yeah, not not with the 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 the, the broccoli with the raisins <laughs> and the carrots in it. I don't know who wants to bring that to a party, but those people. No, that's need, nonsense. They need to be disinvited <laughs> next time they show up. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, it's great to talk to you. Uh, enjoy your time at uh, the Zombie Hideout on Cooley Street in Springfield. It'll be a great time. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. You bet. Thanks Thank so you very much. much. Kelly Packard. We're Have back. a good day. You too. Okay. We're back to Nagel on Rock 102. Get dressed. You're playing golf today. No, I'm not. You're playing golf and you're going to like it. As a matter of fact, you'll love it. Courtesy of the 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 729 and John Lennon with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. 
Uh, it is going to be uh, well. Dan Brown can give you the forecast. We're just—it's uh, just—it's redundant. I'm going to say it, and then he's going to say it, and he's going to say it with more authority because he's a meteorologist, whereas we're just a couple of guys that looked yeah. it up online. I'm, I'm just media. I'm without the allerologist. Yeah, <laughs> you bring you bring yeah. the meat to meteorology. That's right. That's yeah. it. We have news next to Rock 102. Here's your weather. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Go to Gary Rome Hyundai today. Get 0% financing on select models. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, Hadley crews were responding to a two-car crash on Russell Street Wednesday afternoon. According to the Hadley police, it occurred about 4.40 p.m. where they found two damaged vehicles and one had struck a pole. Officials said utility companies are on the way. So, in other words, it was an accident. Well, yeah, but it happened yesterday afternoon, but the utility companies are still on the way. What's up with the update? <laughs> they must have gotten lost. There is a traffic backup at this time, and the public is advised to avoid the area. No injuries have been reported. The cause of the crash is under investigation by the Hadley Police. And this, uh, according to you, the story happened at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. 4 th- 440. So maybe it was after, uh, maybe it was at, what do they call that, uh, press time or whatever. What what is it? Uh, They got a deadline. The deadline. The deadline. Maybe the deadline was 439. Okay, but they also. 440, uh, we don't have anybody to report this. Right. But but don't they also have like an 11 o'clock newscast to do? Well, yeah, but you got to prepare for the 11 o'clock newscast. You don't have time to be calling and looking for updates on an accident. I'm going on a limb. Even though you say you will. Right. I'm going on a limb on this one. But by the time the 11 o'clock news began, okay, mm-hmm. which would have been almost at, at exactly 11 o'clock, I'm going to make the assumption that everything was cleared and traffic was then uh, flowing freely oh, I'm by sure the 11 o'clock news. I'm sure, I'm sure by the 7 o'clock news, traffic was flowing freely. Maybe. Perhaps. But there is no 7 o'clock news. 6, six o'clock. 6 o'clock. Even six. by 6, you right. would have had the update. Even by the 6.30. It probably would have been cleared. Would have been uh, something you could update. All right. The announcement is here. I, Mayor Dom Dom, will be running for re-election for mayor of the city of Springfield. All you meatheads and you beat me. (laughs) You're going to find out very quickly that that's not true. Uh, Springfield Mayor Dominic Sarno hosted his re-election campaign kickoff party on Wednesday evening. Sarno officially announced he was running for re-election in March, but hosted his first campaign event. Uh, first, they expect strong, efficient, effective, strategic leadership with heartfelt compassion. I know I can continue to deliver upon these ideals. I remain steadfast in my resolve to be the type of leader everyone can trust and work with. Sarno said uh, his number one priority We'll be continue, uh, continuing the war on crime within the city and mm-hmm. work directly within the police department. The event was held at the Greek Cultural Center. But he's got, uh, he's got uh, let's see, he's got uh, Justin Hurst, Orlando Ramos, uh, Jesse Letterman, uh, some other guy, and I think some lady uh, all running against him. I don't think he's had this much competition uh, in his entire career. Some lady? I don't mean to be dismissive. I don't. I just don't remember uh, her name. Listen, five out of five doctors recommend not ticking me off because you know that's going to be bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I, I know. I know. You know, when I sleep, I store my special brass knuckles in the closet. Okay. I know that place is called Fort Knox. 
in my own bedroom. Right. Yeah. That's sure. Where he locks up his. Uh, you don't. Uh, you, you don't want to mess with that. No, you don't want to uh, mess with that. Well, good luck to him. I mean, he's uh, there's a pretty big field out there now. Ooh, That's I what I'm say that word either. Remember we talked right. about that. Right. Yeah, you don't want to say field. There's a there's a there's a lot of competition. Lots of competition. Uh, a limousine service manager was convicted of manslaughter Wednesday in a crash that killed 20 people in rural New York. Do you remember this? Yeah. Yeah, one of the deadliest US road wrecks in two decades. Jurors reached their verdict uh, during the second day of deliberations in the trial of Nauman Hussein, who ran Prestige Limousine. He faces the possibility of up to 15 years in prison when he's sentenced on May 31st. The guilty verdict brought a torrent of emotions from relatives who waited for years for someone to be held accountable. Shouts and cries could be heard as the verdict was read. It's exhilarating, Ken, uh, Kevin Cushing, who lost his son Patrick in the crash, uh, told the TV station outside the courthouse, we had relatively low expectations because this four and a half years has been filled with disappointment. Packed with birthday revelers, the stretch-style SUV went off the road in 2018. After the vehicle's brakes failed, the limo hit a parked car and trees before coming to rest in a steam bed in uh, Skohari, a village west of Albany. 17 passengers, the driver, and two bystanders were killed. Prosecutors said Hussein intentionally failed to conduct required routine state inspections on the 2001 Ford Excursion and that the checks would have uh, revealed brake defects and prevented the wreck. Defense lawyer Lee Kinden said his client was misled by a repair shop. The shop was not criminally charged and denied it was at fault. Hussein uh, was taken into custody immediately after the verdict was read. Kindlin told reporters outside the courthouse he was heartbroken by the outcome. What year was this? 2018. It wow. seems, seems like- it doesn't seem like it was that long ago, but I guess it was. Yeah. And I thought, wasn't there another one where a limo got T-boned? Uh, yeah, I I've, I've vaguely rec- remember that, but uh, I mean, I remember this particular accident because of the, you know, the amount of people that were- uh, that were injured and killed. Yeah. But I'm not... That one, the other one is uh, a little vague. Uh, Yeah. I, I, I mean, I remember, like, a lot of people dying, and I think this is this is the one that uh, was doing it. I, I don't know. Hey, uh, if you're uh, drinking in Connecticut, you might want to slow down a little bit. Uh, state lawmakers and advocates plan to gather today to support a state Senate bill that would lower Connecticut's blood alcohol content from 0.08 to 0.05. A lawmaker said the aim was uh, to reduce deadly crashes to from impaired due to impaired driving. Yeah. The way they wrote that was just kind of weird. Members of the National Transportation Safety Board and Mothers Against Drunk Driving said they plan to join the lawmakers in support of the proposal. According to the uh, NHTSA, Connecticut ranked the uh, fourth for the highest percentage of fatal accidents caused by drunk driving at 45%. Wow. I didn't know that. I had no idea. That wow. That, Point five, though. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. The 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 reality is, if you uh, if you have like if you're being overserved, mm-hmm. you know the get the, the idea of just getting behind your car at this point, yeah, it just seems to be like a horribly dumb thing to do. I mean, people do it obviously, and people you know you believe that they are sober enough to drive but if you really if you really research it it doesn't take a whole lot for there to be an impairment no doesn't take a lot of booze to to, to make that happen so you know, to me it's like you know what uber is a a, a life-saving option yeah. taxi cabs are a life-saving option 
if you're out drinking and you're getting kind of getting uh, kind of stupid, call an Uber because this is just not. It's simply not worth it. Never mind the fact that you could kill somebody or kill yourself, but the uh, but the expense and inconvenience of going through uh, a, a DUI. Uh, is yeah. is is really overbearing. I just don't think that lowering the blood alcohol content level of what you're allowed to limit is going to change the fact that there's deadly drunk driving accidents out there. I mean, if you're an alcoholic, right, you don't care about any of that stuff until maybe you get arrested. Yeah, maybe you get arrested. And like I said, most people. Yeah. Uh, you know, believe that there's there's they're not a, they're not a point eight, even though they may be. Well, because, e- even people that meet that threshold have no yeah. idea that they've met that threshold. Well, because alcohol does that thing to you where you think you're ten feet tall and bulletproof and can do anything you want. Oh, and your muscle and home. your muscles grow. Listen, I'm just as guilty of it. I've I did it lots of times until that one time. But then, uh, but but seriously, like you have that arrogance in you when you're drunk. That you're like, I can do, I can drive, I can make it two miles, I can make it three miles, or whatever. And that's, well, most accidents happen within five miles of the home, so. I only had two drinks, and by two drinks, I mean two boots of beer. Yes, two. Yeah, I only had two. It's like two drinks. Well, They're both 64 ounces apiece. You know, you've brought up the fact that the time that I made drinks at the Mayflower Marathon years ago. Because right. we had, it was like Monday night football, so then we had all this time to kill. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. but none of us were driving. No, none of us were driving, but talking about the amount of drinks you would have when you said how I would make the drink was be, you know, three quarters of the way with vodka yeah. and then some Sprite for that, some flavor. That wasn't a refreshing drink. That was a flammable des- device. It, it made you fresh. It didn't refresh anything. Yeah, that's, yeah. That is true. So, yeah, I don't know. It's according to the National Library of Medicine, uh, 0.08, which is the federal limit to legally drive in the United States, is uh, roughly four drinks in two hours for a person who's 170 pounds. Or three. Oh, I'm sorry. A man, 170 pounds. Uh, same three drinks for a woman who weighed 137 pounds would get to 0.08. So you're really only talking about having one drink. Yeah. And if you're a big, you know, fat drunk guy, then you, you know, li- oh, you're screwed. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I. I think it's a little bit more. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast: sunny with a high of 66 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 70. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. A wood fire is the way to cook. A wood fire at. Rock, rock, rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be sunny today with a high of 66. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 70. It's 34 right now in downtown Springfield. You could be one word away to win $1,000. The keyword to cash. We're going to announce the uh, the next keyword after 8 o'clock. You'll also hear it at 11, 2, and 5 o'clock today. Listen for the $1,000 keyword to cash and enter that keyword into rock102.com before midnight for your chance to win. It's all brought to you by TextMeForTires.com. Kim Keogh of the Nielsen team, Livian Keller-Williams, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. All right, are you ready? I am ready. Well, we're just doing this stupid bit. All right. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Well, I uh, finally got a chance to watch 22 News. Uh, 
Because I, I cut the cord, so I don't really watch yeah, the full right. newscast anymore. And, sure. uh, and, uh, Sierra Speller, uh, lovely young lady. Sure is. Reading the information about Free Music Friday at MGM. You ready for this? Okay. Free Music Friday is coming back to MGM Springfield. Every Friday from May 26th through September 8th, the casino will host the area's most popular bands at the Plaza at MGM. The 2023 season will kick off with the popular Pink Floyd tribute band, Brian Damage. Other favorites include Trailer Trash, Brash Attack, or rather Brass Attack, and Aquanet. Okay. Let's uh, let's uh, let's unpack. Let's, let's this go. A let's bit. go one by one here. All right, you ready to go back? Yeah. Kick off with the popular Pink Floyd tribute band, Brian Damage. Brian Damage. Brian. Did you ever have uh, Brian Damage? Uh, he was my cousin. You remember comfortably Ned? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember careful with that axe, Eugene. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that. Makes, that. that makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, ready? <laughs> okay. Other favorites include Trailer Trash. Trailer trash. Yeah. Okay. Brash attack. Brash attack. But but that one that one she's corrected herself on. Or rather, brass attack. Right. And aquanet. 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 Yes. Isn't that a uh, isn't that a beach in Rhode Island? Uh, no. It's a it's a first of all that's Mesquamacate. Uh, <laughs> but aquanet is uh Native American for hairspray. Oh, that, yeah, you remember that? that? Yes. Now yeah. I remember. Yes. Yeah. There you go. That was uh that was one of, part of the first Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> when the pilgrim sat down with the yeah, Indians, they, they said, uh, uh, "Oh, how do you keep your hair so so nice and firm?" And they're like, "Aquanet," and then they gave them. <laughs> that was part of the Thanksgiving uh, meal. They had yeah. goose, nuts, berries, and yeah, very yeah, sticky they, hair. They gave them the cans of Aquanet, and that's why that band has been named <sighs> that today. Because they're all about peace and love. Now, uh, listen, I, I I understand that, uh, you know, maybe these are not her kinds of bands. That's perfectly fine. But, you know, Brian, Brash, Aquanet, and uh, Trailer Trash. Those are all very difficult things to pronounce. Well, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out for me. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. To mess up things. I mean, we do it every day. We mess up. Of things. course, but if uh, if there's something on the page that uh, we don't know how to pronounce, you'll either ask me or I'll ask you. Hey, how do you pronounce this? Uh, and only rarely will it, will neither one of us have an answer. Well, we were talking uh, actually uh, from the YMCA the other day. I've heard her name pronounced Andrea versus Andrea. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it was Andrea. And then she was like, no, it's Andrea. What are you talking about? Like, you know, but other people have referred to it. So you never you never really know exactly what the what the pronunciation of it is. No, I hear you. But uh, for the hairspray, Aquanet. <laughs> That's like that. The, remember the, the, the from Channel 40 years ago with the Montessori school? <laughs> Listen, I know I'm yeah, an idiot, yeah, but, but I don't pretend to try to be. Like, I'm not a professional. You're not a journalistic no, idiot. No, I'm not. No, I'm just a. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> uh, here's clip number two. Here's a money-saving hack. A bride ordered chilies as catering for her wedding. Here she is talking about it on TikTok. The food was amazing, and other people said so, too. I mean, they could have been lying to us, but we had chicken tenders, sliders. We had egg rolls, chips and salsa, Cajun chicken pasta. We had salad. I mean... It was the perfect meal for our wedding. 
You know, I, I really don't have a problem with people doing things like that. If it's yeah. going to save you money and it's really not that big of a deal to you to have this big bougie meal, sure. then go ahead. Have the have the chilies, but I, do not get Applebee's. That marriage will be doomed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is the most special, beautiful day of your life, and I see nothing wrong with having a six-foot party sub. Well, listen, we uh, we had a barbecue for my wedding. Yeah. it's It doesn't matter. As long as you're having a good time, and ultimately uh, that's that's true. Yeah. I mean, it, like during our uh, our wedding, you know, it just you know we just got a hell of a deal with the room, and the food was fantastic. Yeah, can't complain. No, you can't complain about no. that. But but you also did it in off season. You didn't do it. Yeah, no kidding. That's that's why you got a deal on that. If you had done that in the middle of June, you'd be screwed. We would never have been able to or do October, that. Or October or any yeah, of those the, other popular wedding months. Do it in February when nobody wants to get married, <laughs> mm-hmm. then boom, that we 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 uh, we hit pay dirt on that one. And uh, a sad day in Atlanta, the very first Chick-fil-A restaurant to open is officially closing its doors for good. Oh, Jesus. Here's a fan of that specific Chick-fil-A talking about news. It was like one of the first. That was one of the first Chick-fil-A's that I remember as a kid going to, and I'm 58. So it's it's really heartbreaking. I guess Heartbreaking. The original Chick-fil-A is gone? Heartbreaking. If they only There's had, probably another Chick Fil A with another was, fifteen miles was, of the original Chick Fil A. I was gonna say if there were only three more in this quarter mile stretch, that would be that'd be like saying, I can't believe they closed that one Starbucks. What? Where will I go? I, I, I've been to Atlanta many times, and and there is there's a lot of Chick Fil A's. <laughs> there's a lot of Chick. It's like it's like Dunkin's around here. There's yeah. a Dunkin' on every corner. There's a Chick Fil A at every corner down in the, down in the yeah. south. But this guy's heartbroken because that one yeah that one location's gonna shut down. And uh, okay, we're getting late. It's seven fifty seven. That is now here. This with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Oh, yeah. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 and Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be sunny today, but cool with a high of, uh, what did I say, uh, 60. Uh, see, I lost it now. I think it's only 60. Yeah, I don't know. 66. There you go. And then tomorrow, 70, 37 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, we here in Massachusetts are very, very lucky in the, in the sense that, uh, you know, when we participate in social media, we don't really care of the outcomes or or any kind of consequence. No, we, we just we don't we don't really care. But in the state of Montana, the governor of Montana signed a bill yesterday banning TikTok in the state. The governor tweeted that he has banned TikTok in uh, Montana to protect Montananans' uh, personal and private data from the Chinese Communist Party, making it the very first state to ban the social media app. Uh, mm. The controversial law marks the furthest step yet by a state government to restrict TikTok over perceived security concerns and comes as some federal lawmakers have called for a national ban of TikTok, but that is expected to be challenged in court. Well, the uh, population of Montana is 1.1 million, uh, and there's 150 million U.S. users on TikTok. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Including uh, Long-Legged Hannah from Butte, Montana. Oh, you know Long-Legged Hannah? I remember this one. I just remember the uh can't find the lyrics to this. Yeah, I can't find it either. You know, um not for nothing. But this is not like like a new allegation that the Chinese uh, Communist Party is uh, gathering all of this data on uh, us stupid Americans who are just you know blabbing, you know, everything onto TikTok. Yeah. Um 
But as someone who uses social media a lot and who has assumed that uh, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and uh, you know websites like Google and Amazon yeah. are basically scouring the very bottom of the bucket for all of my personal information, when it comes to TikTok and the Chinese government, I can't tell you how little I find myself worried about whatever they're going to grab from me. I hate to break it to everybody, but you've already given up your information probably hundreds of times thinking that it's going to be safe, and it's not anyway. Yeah, like if you're doing a Google search on anything, they're following your every move. They know what you're doing. They know the kinds of things you're looking at, the kind of things you're interested in, and uh, every time, I suppose, you put a credit card onto a website, uh, you run the risk of having that information ripped from you. I just don't understand, you know, you're going to do a complete ban for the entire state. I don't even know how that works. They must have, what is it, like, I don't know how the internet works. It must be like shut the, that off? Probably like a geo block between uh, TikTok and the state. Kind of like how they do the betting thing. Like if you log into a, a betting app outside of the state of Massachusetts, you can't log into it unless that state offers gaming as well. Yeah, because all the IP right. addresses are on file. Um. Okay, so you ban it, and then what? You still got 149 million people using it mm-hmm. every day. Once you downloaded the app, you basically gave up your rights to your privacy to begin with. I would hate to think that things like uh, you know food videos uh, or the Liver King are posing much of a threat to my security. I don't even really watch it. People send me videos, but... Just because I don't really watch it doesn't mean my information hasn't been compromised because I downloaded the app to my phone. Yeah. I don't make videos. I watch them. But eh, that doesn't mean anything. Just because you don't make videos doesn't mean your information is, hasn't been compromised. I uh, I will look at the TikToks all day long. I, it's, it's a great time-sucking uh, activity mm-hmm. yeah, for, for a guy like me with nothing else going on. And uh, I find myself sometimes getting lost in the... Uh, in the excitement of it all, but you know, if I were really concerned uh, that much about uh, about security, yeah, I probably wouldn't use it that much. Clearly, I'm not that worried, and are, either are the content creators on TikTok all that worried. I'm not really sure. Uh, you know, as time you know progresses and technology progresses, like we've already lost all of this a long time ago. Like your privacy went out the window as soon as you signed up for that first email back on uh what was the name of that thing the, prodigy yeah, yeah. You know, back when i got that first aol floppy disk in the yeah, mail right that's that's when it all went out the out the window that was when it all went to hell yeah and every time i get um, a new free cd i think well there's a good coaster for me so i mean it seems to be a bit of an overreaction to ban Something that has been around now for how yeah. long? Since 2015, I think? It's been it? around for a while. So it's and, been around almost 10 years. And before that, you know, everyone was worried about Instagram yeah. and Facebook yeah. and Twitter and everything yeah. else. But, you and, know, the, the, the truth of the matter is, whenever you hear of of somebody or some group yeah. looking to ban or boycott something, it's usually based on a gross uh, lack of understanding about what that platform actually does. Yeah, I don't even know how that's a flex to say we're banning this. Okay, well if you go if you live on the border, yeah. Well, uh, there's plenty of people within the state of Minnesota that love their TikTok. 
Minnesota. I mean, uh, Montana. 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 Yeah. Many people within the state who really love using the TikTok and want to find out what's going on with the liver king. I'm sure they do. But again, the population is only one million people. So even if all million of those people had TikTok, yeah. you still got 149 other million people using it. Sure. But what I'm saying is like, you know, the, the lack of understanding is like, you know, this governor probably feels like, well, there's, there's all kinds of... Uh, underhanded chicanery going on on the TikTok. We got to we got to find a way to 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 ban that. Mm-hmm. With no real understanding of what 99% of the nonsense on TikTok is all about. Like yeah, well, y- they're worried about the Chinese government taking your information. But like I said, you already gave that up when you downloaded the app. Sorry. Yeah. Like that you agree to that in the terms of service when you download the app. You know who's got too much of your information? Who? The IRS has got too much of your information. You know who else has got it? What? The DMV's got too much of your information. You know, the IRS has too much of your information, yet we still have to go through this stupid process yeah. of filling out a tax return every year. Yeah, I, I, I got to send them paperwork of stuff they already know that includes not only what I make per year, but my social security number right there on the piece of paper. How about that? Yeah. Do you feel comfortable about that? No. And do, and do you And do you file your taxes electronically where anybody could hack right into that system and take all that information? I'll say it. I don't know if I said this off the air, but I'll say it again anyway, because it's worth saying. Uh, when we have our... We have uh, Steve Weissman on. He says it's not a matter of if your if your information is going to be compromised; it's when it's going to be compromised. You should also add on to that mm-hmm. sentence: how often? Yeah, because yeah. you may think you may have cleared, you know, clarified one situation mm-hmm. where your your either identity has been you know breached or stolen, but you know there's a it's going to happen again, and uh, and for many people, it happens over and over again repeatedly. Yeah. And mostly because they're signing up for things like TikTok. <laughs> no, but, yeah. but but there's other things that people sign up for, and they don't realize how much. Inf- I mean, you're letting people have your information, and you don't even know it. When you click those "I agree," you didn't read all 26 pages of that agreement. No, who does? Who reads? Who reads the terms of service for anything they sign Nobody up for? Nobody does. Of course, no one does because that requires a whole lot of effort and maybe a lawyer to decipher what's actually being said. I'm not hiring my lawyer to look through that. No way, no how. Uh-uh. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, good luck to Montana because I don't know if that's uh, well, going to work out for them. I remember saying when when uh, when Facebook first became like a really big thing and people were saying, oh, you know, social networking, what is this going to mean? I'm like, listen, uh, this is only, this is only the, the tip of the iceberg. We haven't even gotten to where this thing is going to go. And now between that and... And AI and the chat GPTs and all this other stuff. I mean, everything that you do is being exploited for somebody else's purpose. It's funny how we're banning, you know, this state wants to ban TikTok. But how come nobody wanted to ban Facebook or or did ban Facebook when you found out that they sold all your information to that company out? In, what was it? Wasn't it? Uh, what was the name of that company that they sold all the information yeah, to? Yeah, right. That was your information compromised. They sold that to another, it might not have been a government entity, but it came from a different country. If you're worried about spying and things like that, why yeah, not but, bring the heat down on all these social media companies? But your information, and but, and, but this is the truth, I mean, because Facebook is no different than a lot of other companies that gather database information and then sell it to, to another marketing company. Right. You know, and, and that's why you have... Yeah, that's why in certain websites you have certain ads that that are geared and 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 
targeted towards you. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons why, oddly enough, just your normal everyday private conversations, uh, you know, you, <laughs> your, Amaz- your Amazon feed, your Alexas are listening to those conversations, and yet we have no problem with that because of the other conveniences that you know those things provide. But yet the reality is you're worried about TikTok? Well, and it's TikTok, TikTok is only one of the things you should worry about. How about, you, how about your own government or, 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 or marketing companies? Well, that's even worse. That's the next point I was going to make was to say that what, what about all the other privacy issues that we deal with every single day? Yeah. So, and we're only worried about this thing. I mean, is, is Montana going to ban Amazon? Are they going to ban Google? No, they're not. No, they're they're absolutely not going to do this. So this is really a stupid band aid for what really winds up being like a a, a large uh, hemorrhaging head wound. Yeah, I'm reading this thing now. Uh, TikTok ban is not going to prevent China's exploits in the field of data acquisition. They're going to be able to get it from you somewhere else, right. even if you do ban TikTok. And actually, the threat of of the Chinese government. Depending on where what source you're looking at, the threat is basically saying that at this point, it's all a hypothetical threat. There's been no proof that they've taken that information and have used it against anybody at this point. Well, Not to say that they like won't. Like you're ever going to find proof of that. Well, it's like you were, exactly like like even if you were compromised, like you would even know. No, you it, wouldn't know if, until it's too late. That's usually why we talk about preventative measures to make sure that your information doesn't get compromised. Yeah, but but that is no different than any other company that has been doing the same kind of thing for years. It's just you know who are you more personally threatened by? Is it the Chinese Communist government or is it Jeff Bezos? Jeff Bezos. He makes me a little nervous, quite frankly. Oh, gee, I, I don't know why. But yet I'm buying stuff all the time off Amazon like I care. Well, uh, you know, actually, Barry and I were having a conversation yesterday about the price of Amazon Prime. And I said it was $139 a year. And he said, I thought it was 129 And I said, no, Jeff Bezos needed an extra $10 from everybody. <laughs> it's like his personal little GoFundMe account. Yeah. Listen, I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to build this stupid clock out in the middle of the desert. Uh, I got this rocket ship going up in the air. I need more money, please. You know, did you see my divorce settlement? Yeah, yeah. Well, she, how am I supposed to put food on my gigantic table, dude? She took half of that, <laughs> and he made it back within a couple of years. I know, unbelievable. Yeah. We should all have that oh, kind of struggle. God. Well, anyway, uh, keep using your TikTok. It's eight twenty-two with Bax and Nagel and Rock one hundred two. A cigar gives a man that dot com. Thank you. It's eight twenty-six with Bax and Nagel and Rock one hundred two. Hey, did you forget something? Yes, uh, Steve, I did. I forgot something uh, that I was told to please don't forget to do this. And uh, now I've done this two days in a row. Okay. So let me uh, just quickly say that it's time for the keyword to cash. Oh, keyword. Yes, $1,000 keyword uh, today. The keyword is the word uh, invest. That's invest, like I-N-V-E-S-T, like I have $1,000 in vest. Or uh, I'm not uh, uh, investing any interest in giving the keyword away two days in a row. It's it's not like I didn't yeah. want to. It's just that uh, you know yeah. I lost my train of thought. Oh, that uh, that TikTok uh, conversation was well, it was very important uh, conversation. Wow. So you go, uh, you, you got the keyword now. Okay, uh, invest. Uh, you go to rock102.com and you just plug in the word for your chance to win a thousand bucks. You'll have until midnight tonight 
to enter the $1,000 keyword for your chance at $1,000. You will hear that word again at 11, 2, and 5. Your $1,000 keyword is invest, I-N-V-E-S-T. Good luck from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. All right. I'm glad you got that out of the way. We are now back on track. Officially, we are caught up. There we have it. And And that's the thing. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. We have news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Man on the Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Aquatique Pools. Keep your pool sparkling all summer long with free water testing. 730 Union Street in West Springfield. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The Hampshire County Sheriff's Department put out a new report examining if there was any employee misconduct during the 2022 campaign for sheriff. The report found at least one unnamed employee engaged in a political activity on the job and used their role to interfere in the election, but did not find Sheriff Patrick Kaling violated the law. According to the Sheriff's Department, Kaling commissioned outside firm Comprehensive Investigations and Consulting back in August. During a COVID update uh, this past week, uh, the Sheriff's Department released the results of that report with names redacted. The report found a high-level jail official went to what appears to be a candidate's home during business hours in a state-owned vehicle, taking photos from inside the vehicle and removing campaign signs. However, the report did not find any evidence that the sheriff's office uh, told that employee to go do that. The firm found uh, Sheriff Kaling did not violate the conflict of interest law. It's unclear exactly which candidate the report is referring to as their name was redacted. However, Yvonne uh, Gittleson and Caitlin Sapita were both running against Kaling in this year's primary. Uh, 22 News reached out to the sheriff's uh, department for further comment. But including if that employee would be reprimanded, because I'd like to know that. Okay, fine. You got your report back, but did you take care of the issue? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're not supposed to. Yeah, the reality is you're not supposed to remove campaign lawn signs until after the election is over yeah. or after like the primary and people have been eliminated. That's the point where you start you know, taking them off your property. That was the same sheriff's department last year. They had the guy missing for like five days and nobody... Nobody told anybody about it <laughs> until right. Well, oh no. yeah, yeah, this guy's missing. We're go- we're on the case. When did he escape? Last week. <laughs> Be on the lookout for a guy, for a guy. I'm sure he's not dangerous. I'm sure he won't cause problems. Uh, the Falcon camera at Monarch Place in downtown Springfield is live, showing four chicks on Wednesday. All right. right. Friday is Endangered Species Day in the. Peregrine Falcon. Peregrine. Peregrine? Yeah. I like peregrine. You say whatever you want. Well, I'm Ciara Speller. It's <laughs> it's You could you could download the images of that uh, of that camera while you're watching Brian damage. No, I, it's Friday's Endangered Species Day and the uh, Peregrine Falcon was once on the list. They love listening to Aquanet. <laughs> Back in the 1960s, following the use of DDT, uh, Peregrine Falcons disappeared from the eastern United States. Though Through restoration efforts, they have made a comeback. Uh, And since 1989, the the Falcons have been nesting on the window ledge of the 21st floor of Monarch Place. Uh, Mass Wildlife and Mass DOT installed a falcon nest box and a camera. The camera takes a picture every 15 minutes. Yeah, they used to have a video camera up there mm-hmm. and uh, show that on like a local access TV. Yeah, people used to love that stuff. They'd watch. They'd watch the Falcon just kind of sitting there on the twenty first floor, right there, just uh, overlooking 
downtown. Wow. People would spend yeah. hours watching that thing. Watching the bird, watching the falcons. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays they're they're playing on the TikToks cuz it's more fun, more well, entertaining. We need a thunderbird's nest. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. I don't know. Uh, watching birds all day long seems a little uh, weird to me. Uh, seeing a couple of pictures here and there going, oh, that's so cute. They're hatching. Well, I don't know if uh, you're aware of this, Steve, but yeah. uh, at this point in history, I think uh, everybody's heard about the bird. Everybody's heard about the bird. You know, I like sitting back watching a good uh, couple of bird channels. I like the bird porn channel. Do you really? Oh, yeah. I found out how a turducken was made. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it ain't pretty. Easy. It ain't pretty. <laughs> you got to turn the two public access channels and then turn the channel to three and four to get that little. Ooh, oh, I, that's how it's done. Ooh, I think I see a wing. <laughs> Oh, you got giblets all over the place. (laughs) By the way, that's not my poo. (laughs) We are the worst kinds of people. Uh, An inspiring couple from Holyoke is building relationships and helping the city's homeless one peanut butter sandwich at a time. It's a simple gesture that has a big impact, giving out peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to the homeless in Holyoke. Suzanne Picard and Richard Baer have been taking this on, one loaf of bread at a time, every day for the past four years. It's an endeavor that starts in their kitchen uh, with supplies purchased with their own money, and the results have been nourishing for everyone. Uh, you know, I, I love a good peanut butter jelly sandwich like anybody else. I, I love it. But uh, what happens if one of the recipients, mm-hmm. these homeless recipients, happens to have a nut allergy? I didn't get to that part of the story or they just go hungry because if they've got a nut allergy and can't eat the sandwich yeah could i as another homeless person have their sandwich the one that they are unable to eat allowing me the opportunity to eat two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches I like the way you think, Baxendale. I'm, so, I'm not so yeah. worried about the guy no. going into anaphylactic shock. That's 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 his business. I'm more worried about, well, who's going to get the rest of that sandwich? Well, maybe they just give him the piece of bread, maybe with some jelly on it instead of the I, peanut butter. I don't know. But you're also making it You're making it in a kitchen, kitchen that contains which nuts. Peanut butter, yeah, right. Which nut products are made. You don't want to get nuts all over that sandwich. No. You don't want nuts. All right. I don't want to dive into that one now either. <laughs> With the nuts. Hey, uh, Bill- No, but you'll tell me how a turducken is made. Oh, I know how a turducken is made. <laughs> it sounds like one of them German videos. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like somebody was being cock-blocked over there. A uh, Belgertown resident caught her dog confronting a bear on camera. You know, I, did you see? You you saw the video too, right? Yeah, I saw it. The video was taken Monday morning of a 13-year-old dog that approached a bear in their backyard. In the 38-second video, you can see the dog run over to the bear barking. As the dog got up close, the bear stood up on its hind legs to try to scare the dog away. A few seconds later, the dog walks away while keeping an eye on the bear. The bear takes a few steps forward before walking away towards the woods. Mm -hmm. The dog was then quickly led into the house by its owner. Yeah, this dog was... uh did a pretty useless job of trying to scare to scare the bear. This, this dog was more looking for a friend. 
Yeah, like he would have licked his licked the bear's face more than anything else. Yeah, well, he's barking at the dog, and then and like they said, the bear stands up, and then the bear gets back down. The dog starts just hanging out in the backyard, like <laughs> made a new friend. <laughs> he wants, he wants honey. You and have a, any honey, mom? How about a picnic basket? I remember my grandmother coming out. Uh, there was like neighborhood kids that were outside. Yeah. And then uh, my grandmother comes out uh, with popsicles, like a whole box of popsicles. Mm-hmm. And she says, "You, you and your boyfriends want some uh, want some popsicles." <sighs> and then, uh, and then I was made fun of because grandma refers to my friends as boyfriends and. That was kind of the end of my reputation in that neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that you think- uh, generation used to refer to, uh, I was out with my girlfriends. Yeah. And yeah, they weren't girlfriend girlfriends. Yeah. They were just friends who were girls. Yeah. So yeah, there's dogs running around the backyard. Maybe the owner come out and goes, would your girlfriend, would your boyfriend like a, like a bit of honey? I have bit of honeys. Would your boyfriend like a fistful of Zagnuts? How it, yeah. Would you like some of this stuff? Is that bring your friend Pooh Bear over here? <laughs> What's your mother's name? <sighs> what would the bear's mother's name be? You gotta go you gotta <laughs> play along tr- with this. I'm yeah. trying to think. Uh, Martha. Martha. Martha the bear. The bear lady. Martha the bear lady. Oh, I know Martha. Her and I used to hang out down at the uh, the Parent Teachers Association. We. Meeting. She was my girlfriend. She ran the lost and found at the school. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what a dumb show. Oh, it is. It It uh, really is. Uh, A man in Indiana broke into a Goodwill store last Saturday evening and just started grabbing stuff. Someone uh, saw him hopping a fence around the property and called the police. He tried to run, but the police caught up to him, and the man admitted that he put a towel over the uh, barbed wire fence around the Goodwill and then climbed over it. Smart. got, Got free blankets. You know, <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, the guy uh, told uh, cops that he robbed the Goodwill because he was quote feeling stressed. He was charged with burglary, trespassing, and resisting arrest. There's no word on what he took. Yeah, you know, well, you know, burglarizing a place is uh, is very calming. Yeah, mostly larceny would be over two hundred fifty dollars. Well, how, we got to ring all this stuff up now. <laughs> I wonder if they go by the value of what was donated versus the actual value of what they're going to sell. Right. For. I mean, if you can buy like a like a like, a, like tables and chairs for like a dollar a piece, are you really assessing the right value? But it smells like R. Kelly sheets. But it was ninety nine cents. I mean, I guess uh, if you're looking for last-minute clothing, uh, yeah, you know, right. you're desperate for, for clothes. Yeah, shoes with the Velcro. See, I, you know, when I hear a story like that and a guy who robbed a Goodwill, if he said he was feeling stressed, he might be under a lot of pressure. He might be. There's a lot of people out there that uh, can't afford uh, food right now and they can't afford bills and things like that. So a guy stealing from a Goodwill... It's not like you broke into a, a Saks Fifth Avenue, you know what I mean? Right. No, I I, uh, I understand that, but uh, you know, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just like normal everyday stress. Like uh, you know, he's working all day, got his uh, his boss on his back. He's running, uh, you know, run on deadlines. Mm. You know, he's uh, you know, behind in his budgets. Sometimes the only way to really kind of work that kind of tension out 
is to steal a bunch of uh, tube socks from a from a place that normally uh, I would never buy underwear or socks. Suppose they were still in the package. If they're in the package, I would take them out and wash them. But anything worn like that, that's a lot of bacteria building yeah. up in uh, in those things, and I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't do that. I would not do that. I wouldn't want my bits and pieces on something that someone else has had their bits and pieces on. Certain extremities should never, you know, be in that close proximity. Hasn't stopped you before. No, but I'm just saying, I'm just, uh, you know, I have to really think twice about who I'm willing to share that with. You think that cheesecake uh, had a good flavor to it because it was just made by a pastry chef? No, I added my own little uh, accent to it. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, well, good to know. Yeah. Didn't you taste the saltiness? It was the salty sweet version of it. It had a piece of bacon on it, Steve. That's what I thought was the salty part. Yeah, but what was the candy stuff made of? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You're a Pioneer Valley forecast today. What a gross conversation. This is disgusting. Uh, high of 66 and sunny. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 70. It's 42 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. Hi, it's Dave Miner from Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. My wife is always... T- 102. Uh, 42 right now in downtown Springfield. Somebody just sent me a video of the uh, Billy Corgan riding uh, a roller coaster. It was just like a like a camera front of a roller coaster going down, and he goes, Wee! And it was, it was just like this extended, <laughs> just extended. Very funny. Uh, you're going to be at uh, Autumn Mist Farms in Feeding, uh, Feeding Hills tomorrow. I, I am. 11.30 to 1.30 with the Rock 102 Road Crew. Stop by and have lunch with Steve. Sample their great deli sandwiches, burgers, and hot dogs. And, you know, we can attest to how good they were. They brought food a couple weeks ago, and it was awesome. That, uh, the burgers, the uh, the sausage sandwich, yep. the, all that stuff. Yep. Good. Delicious. Burgers, burgers are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win some great prizes. Uh, join Steve tomorrow, 1130 to 130 at Autumn Mist Farms, 1157 Northwestfield Street in Feeding Hills from Rock 102. Springfield's classic rock. Yeah, if you're unfamiliar with the location, it's the uh, the former 911 Burgers and Dogs uh, bur- building uh, that was out in Feeding Hills. So yeah. that's where it is. Uh, you know what else I'm doing this weekend? Uh, what? Comedy. Where? Well, I'm doing the show. For who? Uh, well, I'm doing a quick, quick show, like five minutes, uh, for Michael Winslow tomorrow night. Okay. Over in at the YMCA, and then I'm... Uh, and then I'm going to be uh, opening for uh, Mary Ann uh, Rashkub. Rashkub? Rashkub. Rashkub? Yeah. Yeah. She's from uh, 24 and all that stuff. She's going to be at the Loft Comedy Club yeah, doing she, two shows on Saturday night. She was in the studio a couple of years ago. You know, I you told me that, and I don't remember. How do you not remember? She was. I mean, she was a, a very nice lady. We took pictures. I'm and, sure she was. Yeah. But I don't remember that. She she had been at, uh, at MGM that week. And uh, she came into the studio. Not very often we have a comedian come into the studio. She was one of them. We talked about 24. We talked about her being on the Larry Sanders show with Gary Shandling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it was, uh, I can't believe you don't remember that. I don't. I don't remember. That. I remember, you, you know, you're saying bits and pieces. And I'm like, I don't ever remember actually physically meeting anybody. But I do remember those topics being discussed. Yeah. I just don't remember her being here in the studio. <laughs> well, we were talking to somebody. It looked just like her. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was on the phone. So you're opening up for her at uh, at the loft on Saturday for the two shows, I believe, uh, seven thirty and nine o'clock. So how much time you doing? Uh, like twenty twenty five minutes. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's nice of Marty to give you that much time uh, to actually, hang yourself like that. Actually, I think it was the people who actually run 
like the ultimate runners of the Oh, comedy. yeah, right. Yeah. I understand. I think Marty had something to do with it. But I'm not going to give him credit for anything. So. <laughs> Come on, give the, give the dude the idea that he's got some sway over there. No, he has no sway. He's, no sway? No, he's uh, uh, he's being held hostage by somebody to tell him to go out and hey, can run this comedy club. You owe us money. <laughs> it's 8.55 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.